worst day of my life. My name, my name is Cherish. I'm Laura. We're really happy that you're here with us today. And we're really excited to share some stories of some things that happened to us. We we just we're just happy you're here. We we might burp. Uh. <laughs> Thank you. It's the boo lai lai. The boo lai lai. All I can think about right now is the fact that in like a week and a half we can do this in person, oh and I'm not gonna be sick. I'm not gonna be sick, and everything's gonna be great. Shh, don't. Yeah, and then we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna record live. Uh huh. Uh huh. On from our Facebook group. Yeah, I think so. I, guess. I don't know. I feel like that's the only we way still, we can do it live. We still have to find a spot that has a hot tub. Uh huh. Yes, we will. Don't worry about that. Anyways. Live from the hot tub. Laura's birthday bitch stravaganza. For your birthday. Okay. That works. Done. Um so I just got back from Florida in January. Um <laughs> it's really hard to come back home. I believe that. It's gray and it's dark and it's raining and it's just wet and muddy. There's no sunshine. No, the sun has peaked its head out a couple times and I just kind of run over to it like a kitty cat in the window, <laughs> slice of sunshine. Um, but yeah, so on the way there, we we always have a rough time at the fucking airport i it doesn't matter but i'm so glad that we go just go to portland and not seattle it it would be a thousand times worse but we are not good at using the thingy the machine to do our bags and check in and do all that stuff oh yeah wait you use a machine for that they make you at portland right like it's not just a choice you can't you don't just do it by choice you can't just like wait in line and have somebody help you like they're all assholes they're like no use the machine no use the machine and it's like okay but we're having trouble with the machine because for one thing we've got a car seat and a stroller and some bags and the car seat and the stroller need different types of Mm -hmm. tags than the bags and like i don't know how to fucking do that do that shit that's your job bitch right so People are complete assholes. And then even when they seem like maybe they're helping you, they're really just like rolling their eyes, like being angry, bitter. We asked one dude a question. He was like, I don't know. That's not my job. Ew. Yeah. And we were like, uh, okay. did he just, did he just fucking say that? Okay, cool. Like, I'm sorry. I... I realize that um, pe- sometimes people are probably assholes to those people, but right. I wasn't. I didn't deserve that. Well, if you don't know the answer to a question, say, hey, I'll ask this buddy over here, this person right. who it is their job. I'll be right back. You know? Uh, I don't know. That's just me. Apparently, we did not deserve that. No. And then getting on the airplane, you like scan your boarding pass. 
and go well right. we're like fumbling with children and bags and like mm -hmm. all, all this stuff and patrick's like pulling boarding pass by boarding pass out of his pocket slowly and like this woman is seriously like acting like he is the most like he's breathing right in her fucking face and he's the most obnoxious person she just she's just like <sighs> He was not even taking that long. It was ridiculous. She was so rude. That's and so once once he finished scanning like the fourth person's boarding pass, she goes, go. Jesus. Yeah. Not have a nice flight. Thanks. Like, uh, well, even like saying nothing would be right. Better than that. Like, or just, maybe or just go don't. ahead. You can or you can go now or, you know, whatever. Go. That's all she said. Yeah. In Florida, everyone's like, hey, how can I help you? Oh, you having trouble? You having some trouble with that little kiosk there? Here, I'll take it. Let me, all right, let's just, uh, let's take, how many bags you got? Oh, okay. They're just like doing everything for us. We're like, what is, oh, these people have sunshine. Like they don't hate their lives. Right, right. Like I, oh, Denver was the same way. Chicago was the same way. But in Orlando, they're like, oh, hello, good morning. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> This is winter time for us. <laughs> like, fuck you, fuck you. Six. It's all sixty-five degrees. Ooh, it's cold outside. God, dude, it is. Hold on, right now it's three degrees and negative five tonight. It's a weather podcast. Ugh. Let's talk about weather. This is I'm I'm a Minnesotan now I guess so this is yeah. just like what I like to talk. Oh the weather, we're getting down to twenty five. Just like bolt baby shit to you. What else happened in Florida? You were going to talk about Patrick's adorable grandmother. Oh my god, yes. So Patrick has a ninety six year old grandma. Shut up. That's really old. And she fucking. <laughs> wakes up in the morning and works out she's got like friends that she hangs out with her little her little apartment is so fucking far from the elevators i could not believe how far she has to walk just to she's like yeah i get i got all my steps in she's like yeah you do so we get to florida and it was just amazing the only reason we get to go is because my parents have a timeshare there that's basically like oh. it's like so they get a week a year and it's in okay. like the third or second or third week of january yeah. and if we can afford plane tickets to go we can stay there we don't have to get a place to stay that's so, so cool. yeah so um we were like we're just gonna go this year we're gonna do it it's like a door and then you open it and there's two doors and it's like two different one's like an apartment almost and one's like a hotel room and we have like the yeah. hotel room side but anyway the uh the first couple of days i just like thrifted 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 right right <laughs> thrifted, antiquing thrifting antiquing found the, some amazing shit it was wonderful except their thrift stores are like too fancy some of them where we were really yeah i don't know it was like they had the goodwill had like fountains outside of it and shit and like garden like gardens and it's hilarious i was like what is this but we had to go to neighborhoods that had a lot of old people to get old people shit which is what i was really interested in 
at least it wasn't you know something I've been running into a lot at thrift stores is like it's super and I want to make it very clear that I do not condone reselling at like a large level I think it's really fucking shitty I think going to like lower income areas and then taking things and like selling it for three times the price you're a douchebag and you fucking suck don't do that shit and it also but they do job training jesus the well no i'm talking about like people go to those goodwills oh gotcha 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 gotcha. buy things and then they resell i mean goodwill is also like you know what do you guys even you don't whatever we're not (laughs) gonna get into that anyways um but it's made the prices of things just skyrocket, which like for me, I have always like, I never buy myself new things. And I also, I think I've talked about this before. I am forever panicked about the state of our planet and I don't like to buy mass produced things. I would rather buy secondhand always like if I need whatever, like a casserole dish or something, I go to fucking Goodwill or I go to a thrift store if I need yeah. anything, like I go there. Anyways, um, it sucks because I feel like the, I mean, the prices, they've gone up so much because it's like trendy. I know? know. And it's so fucking obnoxious. You used to be able to go to Goodwill and find the best, the best vintage stuff and like all these mm-hmm. amazing like knickknacks and decor and like wooden plaques. And I, it was like back in... 2005 I was like the only person <laughs> buying this shit and right. I had all my house and all this like 80s like 70s vintage uh-huh. stuff nobody give cared nobody liked it just me now you cannot find those things no and if you do it's like yeah on offer up because someone found it already and they're trying they know it's vintage or it's four times the price because goodwill knows that they can fucking charge that much now and it's so like now they have the cases of like well not the cases but like where i'm at they have the nice rack that you yeah. go so it's like all the like designer shit and it's like what this sucks. you got it for free you got <laughs> it for free <laughs> somebody gave it to you stop it I know. That's how Please I feel. don't charge me twenty dollars for a pair of pants at fucking Goodwill. Yeah, Apple. I know it's so frustrating. But after that, yeah, one when Patrick's grandma came to visit here, she took a trip to Mount Rainier with her son, which is Patrick's dad, and they came out and visited us here on the farm. Yeah, back in like August, and she forgot her cane here. Yeah, and we didn't realize until we got to. A restaurant where we were having lunch which as you can yeah. imagine was really far from my yeah. house <laughs> so um she was like oh it's okay i was like do you need it you're 96 <laughs> she's right. like she's like no it's fine i just kind of use it for depth perception i'm like okay cool she's like okay i'll get one at a drugstore so then uh she goes home and we find out that like yeah she got a replacement one but she's sad because the one that she left here has like monstera leaves all over it. The des- like it's all like printed the design, all printed all over it. Um, that's she- adorable. And she can't find one that's fun. Like her, the one she found is brown. I'm not even surprised that this is his grandmother. Like not surprised at all. Oh my god! If you met his parents, you would be like, "What in the fuck? How did Patrick come from these two people?" Really? Oh, absolutely. 
he is nothing like either of them but interesting right but he's got amazing like loving affectionate wonderful grandparents that's why yeah that's it that saved him anyway so we brought her cane with us and we were like yeah. we're gonna drive it's like two hours from where we were staying mm -hmm. like, we're gonna drive out there and bring you your cane and i think she was like okay like yeah we'll see and then when we finally get there she was like she was dancing she like if she could have ran I saw that video she would have ran she like she came up she just like did she hugged Patrick and she did this little dance and then she just grabbed him by the face and just like held his face just in the sweetest little grandma way and just I love you it was so adorable Man. and I I wish I could just sh I mean I could it would take me forever but I would show you side by side the difference of um showing up to visit her and showing up to visit Patrick's mom because when Patrick's mom opened the door, when we showed up at her place in Colorado. Yeah. Was, oh. That's that fucking like, it. That sounds Patrick, like my mom. Patrick is standing there holding Scout, who's like fucking adorable, right? Her two supposedly like favorite people in the whole world. And she opens the door and just goes, oh. Does like he, so does she like reach out to you guys a lot? Does she know Scout? Okay. And yeah. Then, and that's her. Yeah. It was fucking weird. I have no way to explain it. It's, it was weird. It was weird. It was awkward. I like turned, I was like recording because I was like, oh my gosh, she's gonna be so happy that we're here. Right. No, it was weird. Anyway, his grandma is precious and adorable and she took us all upstairs to her room the place where she stays the like retirement facility is like fucking dream 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 place it's like this um this big beautiful building with apartments it's got a restaurant it's got a hair salon it's got like That's so cute. yeah a bunch of stuff where they can just like all, all your friends are there. You can you can cook in your own place or you can go down if you want and like do stuff with people. They do like yoga together and they do swimming and they do, they have all their little activities. Yeah. It's so sweet. They all have balconies off the back of their little apartments that are screened in that have this view of this nice little park and everything. It's adorable. Anyway, we just, we took her out to, well, we tried to take her out to lunch. She paid for it when I went to the bathroom. Of course she did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, my parents both just like totally fell in love with her too. They were just like. Of course like, they did. Yeah. They're just like, by the end, they were just hugging her. They were like, it was so nice to meet you. And she, she was just like, I, I'm going to be filled up on this for a long time. That's what she said. She was just like, she's like, this just fills me up so much just with joy yeah. and love i'm just so happy it was like dude if a two-hour drive could bring that much joy to somebody just showing up and like eating pizza with her that's right. so fucking great like that's so cool and it made all of us happy it made all of us enjoy the rest of the day it totally rubbed off like rowan and i had a big conversation after that about like how your attitude can like affect people around mm -hmm. you and stuff mm -hmm. like that it was great and then 
that's when you called me uh when we were at the beach was right after we left her apartment that's like where she lives is like right next to that fucking beach and it's gorgeous it's beautiful it's just like a i don't know it's like white sand fluffy that was so funny too because you're sending me those pictures and it's like there's snow everywhere around <laughs> like that. 12 degrees. I want to go to a, a beach with white sands. Yeah, it was pretty rad. I just need everyone to know I've had a Bud Light and maybe a third. And I'm a little bit drunk. That's how much of a lightweight I am. Don't tell Laura. She's coming back. Oh, I'm right here. <gasps> here she is. Oh, God. Hi. Hi. <laughs> One thing I was wondering if you would want to talk about with me for a moment is yeah. uh, masking. Ooh, I love to talk about masking. Yes. Because I've been having, I don't know if it's like, I think I'm getting to the point in my adulthood where I really just, I don't give a fuck anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that for you. I don't <laughs> I don't want to have to hide who I am. Uh-huh. But I realized in therapy yesterday that the thing that holds me back from really showing my well, there's multiple things that hold me back from showing myself on social media, which is something that like I need to do for my business and all this bullshit. Right. Um the main thing is that my ex-husband traumatized me into thinking that a camera pointing at me somehow made me a horror of some sort or like an attention horror or like I needed you know validation from strangers on the internet or whatever very weird um right so that's the first thing that fucked my brain up with you know having a camera pointed at me yeah the other thing is that I, I realized talking to her I don't want people to be able to tell that I have ADD. Oh. And she was like, oh, um, what? Why do you think that is? I was like, I think that I feel like if people know that I have ADHD, they'll assume I'm irresponsible. They'll think that I'm an unorganized mess, which I am. In the best way, though, and you're I not get, that. Stopped. I get shit done. You not at work. Do. It's just in your own way, right? But yeah, in talking to her, I just realized that like that's kind of my last place where I'm really still masking things because, like we talked about a few episodes ago, like I'm not doing it with friends. I'm not doing it with, in right. relationships. I'm like, hey, this is me. I'm. <laughs> I'm not gonna shut up. Sorry. But uh, in in my my job, I've always been, at least on the internet, only on the internet too, because I'll meet clients like this on video chat or in real life, and I say, "Hey, just so you know, I'm gonna talk a lot. I'm gonna right. come up with ideas here and there and there here and there, and switch things up." I have a lot to say about this. So I think that. Um, you whether we want to admit it or not we curate an online presence Mm -hmm. and 
so this is what you just described and this is where I think for me like finally having healthcare professionals like tell me that I am on the spectrum um has been really validating because I I don't think about those I don't think about those things until I'm being told that what I have done in a social situation is not appropriate. Mm -hmm. And it has always been a really huge issue. And it's always that like, after the fact, like someone maybe says something to me about like a facial expression that I made or the way that I ended a conversation or how I like, you know, didn't make eye contact or I interrupted or because I don't, I recently saw something that was like, Cause I, I try so hard not to interrupt, but it just like happens because I don't know when the appropriate time to enter or exit a uh-huh. conversation is like my brain is just like, doesn't know. Right. And I feel that shame immediately. Like as soon as I'm like, Oh, you're doing it. You're talking too much. You're talking too much. Oh, well, whoops. You need to yeah, chill out a little bit. You're just spitting ideas at these people. They just met you. Stop. Stop. I think that though, what you're so I guess there's two sides to this coin because I'm very much someone that's like, you should be unapologetically you. And, you know, as someone who is like neurodivergent, you should be able to just like be yourself. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And I honestly think that neurotypical people, like I don't understand them at all. And I don't get, I think that it's weird. (laughs) I, I have only really like gotten to know to one neurotypical person and it was the weirdest like professional relationship I ever had Mm -hmm. like very I like left just being like what what just what the fuck like you really that was was that a real conversation you know what I mean like you just walk away feeling confused Mm -hmm. but I think I think that it's normal for a lot of people to keep that mask on for professional reasons. But on the flip side of that, I think you shouldn't have to. I think the other thing is, is like, it's hard to, I don't know about you, but for me, like my online presence, I've worked really hard to like, not now super curate it. Like I don't, I have people reach out to me all the time about like, you know, whatever. And they like open up to me because I've just been like, hey, I'm a mess sometimes. This is what I'm dealing with. Here's my blit like on the internet. Um, And that's the only reason that I do it is because the only reason that I started to work on myself and feel like seen, I need you to know that it is nine o'clock PM and they are dragging furniture around above me. I heard it. Just want you to know, I, I don't know. I don't understand. I'm sorry. You li- you live in an apartment. You gotta do that. It's gonna happen at I'm nine sorry. at night every time. Every Everyone night. that has upstairs neighbors complains about their upstairs neighbors. It's oh just part of it. I think something died in the walls in here, and it smells really weird. So don't even worry about it. Okay. It always be worse. I don't know when the last time I was dragging things around was well you weren't you weren't moving they're moving they think they're they think you're they think they're being so quiet god anyways um this is also a problem that I have because I get so 
this isn't, it's an autism thing. And I know that like, I get so distracted and overstimulated by noises that I just like become unwound. Speaking of which I brought my earplugs that I'm not going to name until they decide to sponsor us. Like I asked for, but I brought them with me to Disney world. It was amazing. See, I need to start doing that, I think, because yes, I, I have some that you can have. I have really? some for you. Yeah, I'll give them to you for your birthday. That was my big, like, what really kind of made me um, question my initial diagnosis that I had gotten was my overstimulation that I get with noises. Like, it's, and it's always been this way. I remember as a child, you know, the Lake Fair Parade? Mm-hmm. How they would have the clowns that they would shoot out of oh. the cannon. Oh, no, I don't remember that for fuck's sake. Oh, my sake. God. Um, Yikes. I wasn't afraid of the clowns. I was afraid of the noise that the cannon made. I was always afraid mm-hmm. of fireworks and how loud they were. I am so loud. And I would always get in trouble. And my mom would be like, you're so loud. Why does this even bother you? Like, I just can't handle it. Um. Anyways, back to what, what you were talking about. I think... First of all, like, as always, be patient with yourself and, like, don't expect for yourself to immediately be comfortable with anything. Second of all, it's okay. Like, I don't think, I think that keeping a part of yourself to yourself in those settings is fine. And when you're ready to present those things, you can. And also, I think the other thing is those, so, like, the conversations that you have are, you know, in the moment and they're not documented and things online are and it's okay to like overthink those things I think because as someone who you know was like a cam girl um it's out there forever it's Mm -hmm. there like you can delete it but it's there and if I overthink anything I'm gonna um never post it ever well I think you should absolutely be putting things out but like I don't know like you have the ability to like edit it and I don't I think that I I'm not like the best person to talk about any sort of professionalism because I just don't fucking do it because I'm so, I just have no, I hate it. I hate it. I hate that. I have to, but I have to, I have, I have no jobs at this point in my life that would, that, that I would have to be professional with. And such a huge part of my job is like being there's just no there's no reason well and i have the beautiful ability to pick and choose who and right and where and why um and i don't i mean i'm pretty sure i don't work with anybody that would be shitty about it you know i feel like if if you found out that they were going to be shitty about it like fuck. okay bye see you later goodbye Uh, but yeah masking is a really you know i really didn't i think over these past couple years like the more i look at what has happened for me the more i realize that it was a lot of burnout from masking for so long um exhausting man it is and it's it's so interesting to talk to people who don't have to do that Mm -hmm. um dave 
So yeah. Well, my is baffled ex- by like depression and anxiety and yeah, I mean all that stuff. It's like I I dated someone who like I had to explain masking like the the and they were like you're like it makes you tired like why do you and I'm like yeah like Mm -hmm. I can't and those are like the same people where where they're like oh well you can just come out for like a couple hours I'm like no I am done I can't I don't have it in me I need you to know that if I come out with you everyone's gonna think that I hate them because my face will just look like this yeah yeah bitch face and bitch, um, bitch face for the rest of the night I'm going to say whatever's on my mind Mm -hmm. if anybody asks me and I, or I just won't talk to anybody and it, they're going to take it personally and it's absolutely not personal. And that is why everybody thinks I'm a bitch all the time because I just, (laughs) you know, that's why, um, but it is, I don't know, but I thinking about those things, it's an interesting concept, you know? Um, and it's also like, again, like it's interesting bringing up a kid and like explaining these things to them and like for Arlo like he you know he's 10 he doesn't even think about those things but I don't think he got the tism I really don't I Mm -hmm. don't think that he I think it skipped him and Celeste and I joke about it all the time because he is just like just doesn't have that going on and I don't know how because Honestly, if I look at my family, I think it's a lot more prevalent than all of us would like to admit. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I think that it is a lot of the issues that like that is the issue. That's the elephant in the room is like all the things. You don't think it's BPD? I think that that has happened as a result of extreme trauma. But I think that if I look at the way that my mother acts... While I don't think that it excuses her behavior, I think that it explains it. She's hyper intelligent. She mm-hmm. has an inability to express or feel or talk about her emotions. Mm-hmm. She doesn't show affection. Um, eye contact was mm-hmm. always really hard for her. Like if I look at those things, that is... Mm-hmm. You know, and here's the other thing. You can have BPD and be autistic. Um, I think my older brother has some things going on outside of that. I'm not entirely, I don't think that he could be on the spectrum. I think my younger brother and I are very similar and he's a really big fucking weirdo like I am. And I wouldn't be surprised if he also had some of that going on. Like at all, wouldn't be surprised. Mm -hmm. We both have like, the inability to make appropriate eye contact and like do weird shit in conversations that are like really, you know what I mean? Um, I noticed since you said that, that I do that with strangers. Uh-huh. I'll talk with people I know. I'll, I will look them in the face at least, but strangers, yeah. I'll talk to them and I'll be, sm- I just fucking did it at the general store. Cause there was a new person working there that I wasn't expecting. And I was like, thrown off by it i don't know who she was i wasn't gonna ask this wasn't on the menu yeah and then she was talking to me and i was i was looking at her when she wasn't looking at me and then when she would look at me i was 
I was smiling and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, you have a good day too. But I was like, every, every time I was talking, I was not looking at her face. Yeah. And I realized it while it was happening though. I was like, oh, oh that's weird. Yeah, I don't, I, Celeste and I were sending, we always send videos back and forth because that is our love language and she's a perfect human and I love her forever. Celeste is my soulmate. That's it. <laughs> my friend Casey communicates like that, except as a pickle. So <laughs> it's even cuter, but go ahead. But no, we send videos back and forth as like, like TikTok videos. Other people's videos. Got it. Yes. To communicate things that we are learning. But one of them, one of them was like, um, Hey, I'm going to make you super self-aware right now. You only look people in the eye when they're talking to you because you think that that's appropriate. But when you're talking, you look away. And I was like, mm, I didn't even want to know that like every single video. And that is what I do. Like I will look away because it's some, and I, I mean, we could unpack this into like an intimacy thing where like, I get really uncomfortable, but like what it really comes down to is like, that's a social cue. That's something that you, and here, here's the other thing is like, aside from any of the, this like ADD personality disorders, autism spectrum disorders, those are cluster B disorders. And a lot of them have overlaps Right. Um, and I think the other thing, and I could like, I could talk about this for fucking ever because it is something that I'm just super interested with. Um, all of these disorders, quote unquote, I don't think that they're really disorders. I think that, well, this is a conspiracy theory. I think it's an, an evolution that our brain has taken on to do things in a different way to acclimate to the way that things are now. Oh, oh, trying to do a thousand things at once is yeah, actually a good thing. Yeah. I don't, or, you know, know, if you're looking at autism spectrum disorders, you are hyper aware of a lot of things all at once. You are, you're very, you're aware of, of everything, you know, more so than other people. I can hear that like buzzing, in the room from the one power cord that nobody else seems to notice Mm -hmm. right or like little things like that but they are very overdiagnosed but also I think a lot of diagnoses are completely incorrect and I think also it happens a lot with women Mm -hmm. we're always misdiagnosed or like but I get it. It's hard. They all, they have such similar symptoms. A lot of things they do, do, but I think that also, you know, if, and this is again, like something that I could talk about forever. We, as, as women, as female presenting people, we are brought up to be emotional, maternal creatures. That mm-hmm. is what we're supposed to do. And, you know, whether we decide to do that or not, it is hardwired into our brains. And so these disorders manifest in very different ways because we're taught to mask from the moment we are born. I mean, unless you're brought up in a super progressive family that like, doesn't put those things on you which like that didn't fucking happen to me I it had was the to, 90s yeah I had to I had to go to ballet and my mom wouldn't let me cut my hair short mm-hmm. 
Oh, I got to tell you about my mom, too, in Florida. <laughs> I think there's a lot of women who fall on the spectrum. I think there's a lot of women that have ADD. I think there's a lot of women that are told that they have borderline personality disorder when they really don't. I think that it's going to be a long road, even if it if it even happens, of like these women seeking out care um, because they're learning that that these things are a lot more prevalent than we realize right which is why we need to be a little bit more open about it to just help other people absolutely but i hate it i had a i had a friend and i think i talked about this the last time that we talked to who texted me about borderline she thought she was borderline and she wanted my opinion on it, which like, I, I love when people reach out to me. I think it's the coolest <laughs> thing ever because that's just like, you're being vulnerable and you think that I, I know a lot about those things. Like I love to talk about them. I'm super, I, I just love it. I'm super passionate about it. Um, And I think that everybody deserves to just be listened to, you know, and, and given whatever information they need. Anyways, I got on the phone with her uh, because I forgot to respond to her for a month uh, because I was just in shutdown mode. And, um, I, first of all, was like, you don't have borderline. Like, I'm going to tell you that right now. It's not going on with you. You might be autistic though. (laughs) I was like, this, Mm -hmm. this is what I know. These are the symptoms that I have. Um, this is what's been going on with me. I'm not gonna like, you know, tell you I'm not a doctor, but I do know you. And I do know that we have these similarities And I was like, also, and this is like something that I want everybody to know. If you feel like something's going on with you and you feel like you know what would help you, go to the doctor and tell them that. Mm -hmm. Let them know whether it's a medication, it's some sort of treatment. You let them know, like you can be your best advocate. And if they're not going to give you that treatment, you let them know that you want that put in your paperwork that they refused that for you. Hell yeah. More often than not, they're going to go ahead and do what you ask them to do. Whether we want to believe it or not, unfortunately, there are a lot of contracts that different doctors hold with medication companies and things like that. Um, And there's a lot of red tape that maybe they don't want to jump through to get you the care that you need. Unfortunately, not saying that all doctors are terrible, but like, you know, some are a lot are a really shitty road. Mm -hmm. Um, but advocate for yourself, you know, and if you feel like something's wrong, if you feel like something's going on with you, and I'm not talking about you people who think that everything's wrong with you. <laughs> not you. Listen. Hypochondriacs. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Stop. But like if you if you're seeing all signs point to this and it's really bothering you and it's disrupting your peace, like you tell tell somebody. Like Please. don't don't just keep it to yourself. I think I like have just been kicking myself for like sitting on this information for myself and like talking to people and being like, I feel like this is what's going on with me. This is so weird. Sometimes people can't get a diagnosis though. And so, well, and that's not even, sometimes you don't need, you don't need it also. Like what, what do you actually need it for? For me, I was misdiagnosed as having borderline personality disorder. And that's a really hefty diagnosis. That's not something that I want on my record. It made my life really difficult. Um, So I don't want it on there. 
also I think that it's funny kind of <laughs> that that did I tell you that my my brother was diagnosed with spectrum disorder mm-hmm mm -hmm. yep interesting I think a lot of people in our generation I think it's going to be popping up more and more I uh I went to the doctor the other day right after my therapy appointment and I the reason for my appointment was probably listed as like pain management right oh yeah yeah I have I have chronic pain. It's from one of my legs being too short and one of my ribs being missing. It I know it's not my whole back is fucked up. It's just how it is. I understand that that's going to be part of my life. However, I know that having something like a lift in my right shoe to make my yeah. right leg, you know, the same length as my left, things like that would be helpful. I'm also trying to get into the chiropractor so bad and my insurance won't cover it. And maybe they will, if I have a referral, we'll see. Right. Anyway, she walks into the room and she's got, she kind of creeps in the room and she's got this look on her face. that's kind of like, Oh, hi. Ugh. And I was like, Hey, I just want to start off saying I'm not looking for pain meds and her <laughs> attitude completely change she was like oh okay um so what's going on <laughs> i was like oh my god because i mean i i've worked at doctors right. off many doctors offices i understand like i know pain meds are not going to help me they're gonna make things addict they're oh, i could get addicted to pain meds so easy because yep. not having pain would whew. girl anyway mm -hmm. so uh it was just funny um seeing the the like relief go over her face and it's still even though i know i always know they're not going to actually have a like a solution for me right i always kind of like hope a little bit that that's like they're gonna be like oh have you tried this though you know and it's just like it's such a bummer when it is i mean whatever i that try is not to get too excited though. but it's just a part of my life and it's okay. I just, um, if I can ease it, I, I don't want it to get worse. Right. I feel like the fact that my shoulders are completely sideways <laughs> and my hips, because with one leg shorter than the other, then my hips go like this. Right. So like, that's why I'm in chronic pain. Like, my oh, spine my is for sure going to be going that way. Right. Um, so I'm just trying to not be completely fucking useless the rest of my life. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, but back to mothers really, really fast. Yeah. Before we close up. Because I know you You look sweepy. I'm sweepy, too. Oh, um, I'm just... I'm just vibing. Okay. Can you see my wine face? You look really beautiful. Your oh, wine face you. is like glowing. <laughs> so Florida, my mother was there. I, my mom and I get along really, really well for a couple of days. And then usually things just kind of start, you know, we just kind of, we cut, we butt heads we're not meant to live under the same roof. I've heard that that's like a normal thing. It might, 
Probably. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know a my, lot of people that my like. frame of reference is a little wonky. Right. Same. Most, <laughs> most friends I know have horrible moms. My mom is not horrible. She is, however, you know, those 80s, those 80s, 90s moms. Yep. Um, who are very obsessed with image. Oh, you mean an almond mom? Almond mom? An almond mom. You know, like the mom that's like, oh, you're hungry? Just have a have a handful of almonds. Oh, that would kill me. <laughs> I'm allergic. So, no, I didn't I didn't have an almond mom. <laughs> you know what I mean. Okay. Mm-hmm. You get the you get Yep. Salad. Salad mom. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, so in Florida, <laughs> it's like, you know, we bond over marijuana, my mother and I. We both smoke Perfect. copious amounts of weed. Great. Um, I was really impressed by the fact that she just brings it to Florida with her. No problem. No concern whatsoever. What? Yeah. And I was like, how do you do that? And she's like, I put it in my checked bag. And like roll it up in some clothes. It's no big deal. It's like, oh my God. I bring these. I bring vape pens. I am very afraid to fly with those. Nope. Taken apart. I put the battery with my like camera batteries and stuff. I put the little cartridge with my makeup. And it has never, I went through Ireland. I went through London. I went through new york i mean i all never had a problem they're not looking for that they're looking for things that would be bombs anyway Interesting. um i the thing that freaked me out was the last time we went through portland they had like a a dog that you had to walk by and they had a fan blowing directly at you Jesus. toward the dog to they were like training it or something but still it was it was horrifying so it's like i don't want to do that anyway i followed my mom's advice and i brought weed to florida as well it was great anyway um this was like probably the second or third day we were there i've like i've broken out my fucking summer shorts right yeah they're like they're very short they're like gray and black like shitty denim yeah like nice high waist so you can just stuff your belly in there yep all the way pretend it's flat and then have your nice um yeah short shorts i'm not a fan of short shorts my husband however he likes those on me and it's like i'm comfortable in them whatever i think it's cool put those on and i looked at patrick and i was like is this okay? Like, does it, are these like too short or whatever? Right. He's like, he goes, Oh my God, no, they're not too short. Those are amazing. You look great. Not 30 seconds later, my mother walks into the room. She looks me up and down and then looks me in my face with a like puzzled look on her face, like saying, You're not you're not going out like that, are you? Basically, you know, like, I don't even know if she knew that she did it. She walks in, like, looks me up and down and went like, Ooh. her face was like, oof, yeah, you're wearing that kind of thing. And then she walked out 
and it instantly just deflated my whole fucking everything. Hey, by the way, moms of the 80s and 90s, like, thanks for the eating disorders and shit. Like, oh, <laughs> my fuck you guys. God. Fuck I have you guys. spent the last two, what has it been? How long have I been, like, actually eating appropriately? Like, two months. That's kind of a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've spent the last two months like exercising regularly and also eating when I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Like I exercise and then I make, oh my God, if there is one thing I can recommend, and I know this sounds like, duh, but like just make yourself a protein smoothie with a ton of vegetables and fruit in it dude it Uh. is magical I do I have I'm lactose intolerant like really lactose intolerant like I smell like sulfur if I eat cheese I had pizza today oh I stink anyways um I do like a a (laughs) vegan protein powder like 20 grams of protein I do celery a ton of kale cooked beets I do some spinach and then I add in like half a banana and some mango and pour in some water. Some of that stuff's frozen. Like I keep it so it's nice and cold and um, it's filling and it's good for my skin. Anyways, I have had. I have like a spoonful of peanut butter for breakfast (laughs) and fucking whatever Scout didn't eat of her bagel or ego. You have a toddler, so, but I really, I've been spending this time and then I'll like, you know, I'll make myself, so I I cook largely for a living. So whatever I've made, like the family to eat for dinner, I'll like do a spin on that, like a little spicier for myself at home or like some egg whites with some spinach and like really trying to take care of myself. But with that, I don't constantly have the feeling of being like empty and hungry which is something that I have learned to really find solace in like Mm -hmm. if I feel empty then I'm skinny and therefore I am yeah yep and um it's really I don't like to weigh myself I and the other thing is like I I'm a small person you know Mm -hmm. like I'm I'm a small person but I'm I also am very stocky and I lift weights every morning and I I use 20 pound weights for my whole workout every morning like I so even if I were to weigh myself it I wouldn't be happy with the number because in my mind like sick me from Mm -hmm. what what was that like 2016 when I weighed like 120 pounds Mm -hmm. that's where I want to be not like what's healthy for me anyways Um, you look yeah. amazing as a fist. Thanks. I love being a fist. Uh, yeah. It's something Hot. that I took. My mom was probably like five, 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 six, and like 110 pounds. And she was very anorexic. And I spent my childhood watching her just pick herself apart when she mm-hmm. was, she looked like she was dying. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she and- was, she passed out a few times on jogs and things like that. Very Did sick. She? Well, and as, you know, I'm not built like that side of the family. No. Um at all. Like snort. Yeah. Ernie was like, eh. ran off. 
Um, but but anyways, I guess. Yeah, and I bet she commented on that shit all the time, didn't she? That's what my mom well, would be like. You've got you've got really thick legs, like your dad's side of the family. She, she would, you know what my mom would do? We this is the um, my mom would lock food away from me. <gasps> she would take all of the fun things that she had bought, and she would let my little brother have them, and she would lock them in her closet. And so. I was brought up in in that environment. And for a while, I was very overweight and I didn't take care of myself because I could just eat whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just complete I I stopped eating and I was using drugs and I got I com- really, really skinny mm-hmm. and um really did a number on my whole body and now it's just like trying to, and even, you know, even when I was, I remember I had this friend quote unquote that I lived with and I had gotten really skinny and any like true friend would be like, Hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know? And I remember I was talking to her about how much weight I had lost and I, you know, I wouldn't navigate this conversation the same way that she did, but she looked at me and she said, you know, once you start eating again, you're just going to gain all your weight back. Right. <gasps> um, and I think about that statement all the time, every time you try to eat. And I do think those moms of the eighties and nineties and what's fucked up mm-hmm. is like, you know, it's like a cyclical issue and it's something that, you know, I don't have a daughter but I do know that Arlo notices the way that I talk about myself and I really try mm-hmm. to be better about it, but I am my own worst critic. And I really, really like, you know, it's just so fucked up. And it's something that, you know, when I went to the psychiatrist and I requested the medication that I requested, it works, but it also doesn't make me gain weight. And I don't have any intention. Maybe this is like, not so great. I don't really care. I don't have any intention of like completely doing everything about my eating disorder. If I am eating food and I'm taking care of my body as best I can, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I, it's not something it's so far ingrained into our brains that the amount of energy that it would take for me to like deal really with body dysmorphia. Yeah. yeah. Or like even you sent me photos of me on the beach running with Booga. And when I saw those, I was like, that's not me because my brain can't like, I don't know what I look like. I have no mm-hmm. idea at all. And I, every single partner that I've been with has said that to me. They've been like, you, you have no idea what you actually look like. And it's such a fucked up, like. And I think part of that also is like when you lose a lot of weight that mm-hmm. happens where in your mind, you're still that person. That's what you look like. But it's also that you're you mom. have a fear and you have a fear of going back. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I know how I felt when I was there and I do not, I'm not going back there. Yep. I just want to say our generation of mothers, I think is going to do a 
phenomenal job. Oh, yeah. As compared to the moms of the 80s and 90s, as far as like body positivity and like recognizing when your child might be struggling in school and maybe needs Mm -hmm. help or, you know, not shaming them for having any sort of mental illness or, you know, like, um, I feel like it's the more aware we make people of the fact that we're all dealing with this shit, the more acceptable it becomes, the more comfortable people are with it, the less stigmatized it is, the less people are afraid of it. Um, and I just think, you know, if you're neurodivergent, if you're disabled, if you're anything, if you love someone like that, tell the world. Let right. everybody know if you if you want to. I've seen a lot of people talking about, and like this doesn't really apply for me because my mom has done so many terrible things, and like maybe maybe your mom has too. I don't know, but like I think we a lot of people have talked about how their parents didn't have the tools and they did the best with the cards that they were dealt. Now, my mother did not do the best with the cards that she was dealt. She didn't, she did a shit job and she was very selfish and she did not prioritize what she needed to. But I think that a lot of parents really did what they could with, with the tools that they had. And I think it, you know, I was talking to somebody today um, because my son who's 10 is he's difficult. And recently I'll tell this story because you should hear this. I don't know. Maybe I told you this already. He um, I left some gloves to dry in the sink. Did I tell you this? No. Um, Left some gloves to dry in the sink and a dog toy. And uh, before Arlo went in to brush his teeth into the bathroom, I said, hey, can you do me a favor and just not leave your things on the kitchen island? Like, it really bothers me. I really, you can put your things here or you can put them there. Also, parents always don't just tell your kids what not to do. Tell them what to do as Mm -hmm. you're doing that. Anyways, I said, you can put them here. You can put them here. That's totally fine. But like, I, I need them out of here because if that's clear, then my mind is clear. And he kind of like rolled his eyes and walks in the bathroom and he walks out after he has brushed his teeth and he says, Hey mom, can you do me a favor and not leave things in the sink? Because (laughs) when I go to wet my toothbrush, they get soaking wet. And I looked at him and I said, you're fucking joking right now. Said what? And I said, you did not just turn the faucet on over your goddamn gloves. (laughs) He did. He did. And you know what the best part is? The reason he was pissed in the first place was because he didn't want to wear the gloves that weren't in the sink. So he made the ones sopping wet again that were he in did the want sink. to wear. Um, anyways, so as I'm explaining this, I was like, you know, to who I was talking to, I was so pissed off. And I, I did. I asked him, like, if he was fucking joking. And later that night, I was so frustrated. I like still, I just like couldn't let it go. And I was like, I just need some space. Like, we're going to do our own thing tonight. I love you. But like, this is too much for me right now. Mm -hmm. I just, I need a night. Like we can watch something together. But for now, you do your thing. I'm going to do mine. And I remember reading somewhere that you really only need to do the right thing 30% of the time. (laughs) 
I can handle and that. That, uh, you know, no problem. You, you can't fuck your kid up if you do it 30% of the time. And Sweet. I thought about that situation and like, I, I didn't fuck that situation up. Also, what the fuck? Like, that was a really shitty, what the, what a fucking smart ass. What a smart ass. I will give him points for imagination, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but if that boy is anything, it is fucking lazy. He is oh my god i know won't yeah. lift a goddamn finger rowan too I... it, if you specifically ask rowan to do something and you explain to him step by step step-by-step. what he needs to do <laughs> he will do it but if you're sitting there struggling with things and like he's right there next to you he'll stare at you <laughs> like hey bud do you mind can you help right. like then he will but you have to ask. Yep. No, Arlo Arlo will help if he's in the right mood. He'll notice. But in situations like that, I mean, he's just I don't I don't know, man. He really He's like he, I, he, he it, just I wants know. to he wants to he's like, "You know what? I'm not allowed to my, leave my things around. Look at her leaving her shit around." Exactly. Huh. And it wasn't even my shit. They were his soaking <laughs> wet gloves that he left in his backpack. And then he was like, I don't even see what the big deal is. You're just, you're just making something out of nothing. My gloves don't need to be dry. And I'm like, it's fucking 15 degrees out. They need to be dry. What are you talking about? Yeah. Go outside with those gloves and see if they need to be dry. He's, you know, there's this joke. There's like a stand-up comedian who's like, Hey, you ever see the guy in the middle of winter in Minnesota who's wearing shorts? And he's like, I just don't get cold. I always am saying to Arlo, Oh, I just don't get cold. I just don't get cold. I just wear my wear my t-shirt. I just don't get cold. It's my but, God. I anyways, don't don't fuck things up, you know, 30% of the time and your kid will be fine. Also, I mean, don't never mind. Don't fuck your kids up. Just try not. Just try. Can you just try it? Just, just try not do, to do your, do your best. <laughs> Everybody just do your best. I I fucking I'm so sad. Because I, when we were at that beach, I was following Patrick and I had my phone camera on, but unfortunately it was pointing at my own fucking face. (laughs) He earlier had been telling Rowan that when he was little, him and his friends would like go to the beach, run at, or like pretend that they were, they grab rocks or sand and like throw it out, pretend that they were like, they had food. And when the seagulls came by, they would jump at him and try to punch him in the belly. So then Patrick and I go on like a walk by ourselves on the beach for just a moment to like get away from the kids, like leave the kids with my parents for just a second and have like a second alone. And as we're walking back, he like jumped in the air and (laughs) punched a seagull straight in no, he didn't actually hit it. He tried to. Here. Oh my god. I'm so sad that I missed that. <laughs> but you could see my face, but he it was the funniest jump that he did. He did not hit the seagull. He just went towards it and scared it away. But my whole family was like pissing their pants laughing at that. That was the funniest. Uh, I wish I would have gotten it. Anyway, love you, Patrick. Um, we should Go. we should wrap this up, but we should also save this, and then we should have a a conspiracy theory um episode. Okay. 
save the conspiracy peer theory part for later, Dave. Yeah, we can talk about, we can make a list and we'll just talk about it and we'll um, do our, we'll reference our, our little thing from the group. I'm a little bit drunk on accident. I haven't even had a full glass of wine. I said that earlier when you were away. I was like, I had a bud, boo, lily and a half and like felt drunk. I don't need more though. You know, I haven't been drinking a lot um which is good and also rare for me this time of year and that's great because then mm-hmm. when i have a glass of wine you girls mama's getting diarrhea tonight <laughs> isn't it <laughs> sorry that was an inside joke from our facebook group <laughs> mama's getting diarrhea tonight thank you brianna Brianna, you the real MVP. I love you so much. All right. Well, um, you guys, uh, just re- remember that it could always be worse. Every single time, it could. Oh my well, god. Maybe not if you were on fire. Oh, yeah. Not much would be worse than that. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Laura. You ruined the show. That's the worst. That's the worst thing that could happen. That's the worst day of your life, really. On fire. Okay. You win. <laughs> anyway, like, um, uh, well, we'll, we'll, uh, see you next, next Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Uh, bye. Bye.